0: about the holy spirit we've learned about the father now it's time we learn about the son so that we understand the trinity properly so the first thing that we'll be looking at and that we'll be looking at today is jesus the word jesus the word so jesus the word is broken down into three parts the first part will have seeds or weeds which we're looking at today Seeds or weeds is the first part of Jesus the Word, and we're looking at it today. The second part is the Word of faith. In the brackets, the revelation. Okay, that's on Jesus the Word. And the third part of Jesus the Word is the manifest power of God. Amen? Amen. So the third part is the manifest power of God. So from Jesus the Word, we're just going to go and see Jesus, my Lord. Who is Jesus as the Lord? Usually we say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. So now we'll get a deeper understanding of Jesus Christ as your Lord. That will be the second part when we are done with Jesus the Word. Amen. And then the third part we'll be looking at is Jesus the Way. We say Jesus Christ is the way, the way to where. Are you getting that? Eh? So the third part of this series, we'll be looking at Jesus, the way. So in, yes, second part is Jesus, my Lord. What does it mean to call Jesus as Lord? Then the third part is Jesus, the way. So under Jesus, the way, we have Jesus, the way to salvation. Or or you can just say Jesus, the way, then down, salvation. Then the second part down, we can say the Father. And then the third part of Jesus, the way, is the way of life. So you can just put life. Down there. And the fourth part, eternal life. That's on Jesus the way. Then the fourth part of this series is called Jesus the truth. What is, so now here, what we'll be looking at is what is truth, the importance of truth, and the power of truth. That's what we'll be looking at when we get to Jesus the truth. What truth is. Amen. The importance of truth and the power of truth. What, do, what power does truth have? Amen? Then the fifth part is Jesus the life. It's different from the other part too. Amen? Jesus the life. And then the sixth part of this series is Victorious Jesus. Amen. Sixth part is victorious Jesus. So in victorious Jesus, these you do not need to write. These are just questions that you can, can find. But mostly we'll be looking at the power in the name of Jesus and the power in the blood of Jesus. Okay? Blood of Jesus. And then we'll also be looking at what did Jesus come to do on earth. So now this will be a summary of all the teachings. Amen. The victorious Jesus. So we'll be looking at what did Jesus Christ come to do on the earth. What did Jesus do at the cross? Amen. And then what happened when Jesus died? And then what happened at the resurrection? And what is Jesus doing currently? So you find that we'll be adding all the other lessons into Victorious Jesus. And then I will be looking at the importance of the power in the name of Jesus and the power in the blood of Jesus Christ and how they wake. Don't just shout, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let go and Amen. So today we start, Jesus Christ the Word, part one. And the sub... As I said, it's weeds versus seed. Or check your garden. Check your garden. Tell your neighbor, check your garden. Tell your neighbor, check your garden. 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 Do you have weeds or do you have seeds? What have they answered you? Those who are not answering means they have weeds. Weeds come silently. Amen. Check your garden. Amen. Last week as I was teaching, I did highlight to say that we as human beings are a garden, right? And I highlighted to say that the word of God is the seed that needs to be planted within both our minds and our hearts. Amen. That is the word of God. However, we also have weeds because wherever you have a tree that you want to grow seeds in, there will always be? Because weeds come to destroy So when we go in the book of Genesis 2, verse 8, we see that God planted a garden. Amen? And after planting that garden, he put the man in the garden. Amen? So that garden represents the presence of God. Because that's what Eden means. It's not a physical location, as they say. It's the presence of Yahweh. Amen? So... However, when the man took of the weeds, that killed him. Hence the fall. Amen? Because a man decided to partake of the weeds. And what happened? The fall happened. And that's what we see. Amen? So we can go to the book of Matthew 13, verse 1 to 8. That will be our main scripture. And 18 to 23. The same Matthew 13, verse 1 to 8. And then 18 to 23. Should we read or, or we should not? I think let's read. Matthew 13, verse 1 to 8. And then the same 13, verse 18 to 23. Amen. We Amen. Why are we? I don't know why that's what's coming. Matthew 18, verse 1 to 8, and 18 to 23. Verse 18 to 23. Where are we? 18. 18. One to 8 Amen. Yeah. And it reads The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And a great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Who is the sower? Jesus, Jesus amen. Oh God, God is the sower, or oh Jesus is the sower. Amen. So even when you look at the, the Garden of Eden, that's what happened. Amen. And he spoke many things unto them in power, Oh, sorry, verse four. And when he sowed some seeds, fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up because they had not deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. Okay, then when we go to verse 18 to 23, it gives us the interpretation of what the parable of the sower is. Amen? However, before we get even into 18 to 23, I want us to distinguish... Weeds from seeds. Okay? It's very important for us to distinguish weeds from? Seeds. Because if you don't know a seed from a weed, when you grow up seeing weeds, what do you think it is? Are you seeing that, eh? So, weeds, the first point that you want to note is weeds and seeds cannot exist together in the same field. No matter what kind of a garden you have, weeds and seeds cannot what? Together. Light and darkness cannot what? Exist together. So while the word of God is, even the word of Satan cannot exist what? Mm -hmm. Because if they all exist together, then the weeds will choke their seeds. That's what we see here in the parable of the soul. Some that fell on there, they were choked by what? Weeds. Amen. Don't forget, sorry, don't lose the teaching. The teaching is, the word of God is Seed. Seed bearing. Amen? Then whatever the enemy has been planting even from the time you were child is what? Weeds. So don't lose the teaching in as much as I'm teaching about farming. Amen? So in other words, the seed of God is what? The word of? So where is the absence of the word of God is any other? Word. Amen? So the seeds are the word of God and the weeds are the words of the enemy. Then seeds bring about transformation because when you see seeds, they transform into fruit and fruit we eat, okay? But weeds bring about destruction. Or in other terms, we can say seeds bring forth life while weeds destroy, amen? And the anchor scripture for what we're writing is Romans 12, verse 2 and John 10, 10, for this point that you're writing. So seeds bring about transformation, but weeds bring about destruction. Seeds Mm -hmm. bring forth life while seeds destroy. And the scriptures for that point is Romans 12, 2 and John 10, 10. Romans 12, verse 2 and John 10, verse 10. So seeds bring about transformation, but weeds bring about destruction. Seeds bring forth life, while weeds destroy life. Okay? Then seeds represent light because plants tend to brighten a place. Isn't that so? When you have nice cultivated plants, what do you have? A beautiful place. Amen? Amen. But then weeds represent cool. So then, the other point is seeds must be planted while weeds grow, whether they are planted or not. Amen? Seeds must be planted. Weeds grow whether you plant them or not. Yes, there are certain weeds that you can plant, but certain you can't plant. And for that point, we have Matthew 13, verse 24 to 43. Don't worry, we'll get to these scriptures. They are all a part of the teaching. Just write them down. So I'll start again, a distinction between seeds and weeds. Matthew 13, verse 24 to 43. So this is the parable of the tares or the parable of the weeds. As they slept, the enemy sowed what? weeds. Amen. So seeds must be planted while weeds grow, whether they are planted or not. Matthew 13 verse 24 to 43. Malemba? Anyone who wants clarity on a point before we go? So I'll peruse through. So now, the distinction, the the things that you need to note about seeds and weeds is, weeds and seeds cannot exist together in the same field. If If they at all exist together, then the weeds will choke the seeds. So then, number two, the seeds are the word of God, and the weeds are the words of the enemy. Amen? Part three, the weeds bring about transformation, but, oh sorry, the seeds bring about transformation, but the weeds bring about distractions. So in other words, it was seeds bring forth life while weeds destroy life. And the scriptures there was Romans 12 verse 2 and John 10 verse 10. Amen. Then seeds represent light because plants tend to brighten a place and weeds represent darkness. And then the last point, seeds must be planted while weeds grow, whether they are planted or not. And the scripture for that last point is Matthew 13, verse 24 to 43. Verse 24 to 43. Amen. Tell your neighbor, check your garden. Check your garden. Check your garden. Check your garden. So now, it is important before you check your you have to understand what is your garden. What represents your garden? Your garden is represented by both your unconscious and your conscious mind. Amen. In short, your mind and your Your mind and your heart. Amen. Your mind and your heart. Your mind and your heart is what represents your what? Your garden. Before you have any other physical garden, there are gardens within your face. Amen. So now. When you look at your garden, God seeks to plant seeds that will bring forth fruit. And these seeds, as we said even last week, may come in form of ideas. Amen? Life transforming ideas may come in form of burdens that God gives you in order for you to bring forth that which God intends. And we gave an example of Mary. What impregnated Mary was not first the Holy Ghost coming upon her. It was her belief in Because it says when she believed then that that which God had intended for her, what happened? Amen? Then in the same light, in as much as God wants to plant seeds that bring forth life, the enemy also wants to plant what? Weeds. Amen? And what you will notice is the enemy has been planting weeds from the time you were young. He's been planting weeds from where? Akal. So these weeds now were in form of words that people who were in authority over you said. They were, th- they were in form of thoughts, imaginations that the enemy planted within your mind. And it became like a programming system. Are you seeing that, eh? Because whatever you have in your garden determines the fruit that you bring forth. So for instance, if in your mind and in your heart you have addiction, what do you expect to bring forth as a fruit? Are sure. you seen that? Eh? So the enemy uses different mediums to plant weeds in you. So it comes from what you're hearing and what you're seeing. What are you watching? Amen. Amen. So as I said even earlier, you cannot tell weeds from seeds if all you have seen are weeds. If all you have tasted are weeds. Similar, you cannot tell what's wrong if all you have known is what's, if you have not yet known what's right. Okay. So now, you as an individual, you have to assess and check what is in your cutting. But how you check what is in your garden is first check what is right. What are the seeds that bring forth? Fruit. Are you getting that, eh? And how do you check this? You check this in accordance with the word of God. What does the word of God say? What does the word of God say about addiction? Are you seeing that, eh? What does the word of God say about this? What does the word of God say about that? What does the word word of God say? Because it is the word of God that is the seed that brings forth fruit amen i hope we're getting this it is the word of god that is the seed that brings forth what so you you have to assess is this right or wrong what does the word of god say against this or for this or what does the word of god clearly articulate what is the meaning of this from that according to scripture Only then can you tell whether what you have is seeds or? Because remember, you cannot distinguish a seed from a weed if all you have known are weeds. Because there are certain manners, there are certain things that we do that are not according to scripture. Amen? They're just weeds that we have cultivated and kept. And you find that they are the things that are destroying you. Because certain times the enemy is not the one who comes to destroy you. The enemy can use you to destroy you. How many of you know that? How many of you has the enemy ever used to destroy you? I couldn't use a soul to destroy you. Let me give you an example. Some of you, somebody may have done something to you. And then now you keep that. Who is a prisoner between you or the person who offended you? We've learned about forgiveness eh? so now remember the parable of what do you call this the parable of the unforgiving servant eh? what happened to him he was thrown into prison until he had to pay the debt have you seen that eh? so the enemy sometimes can overemphasize on a small thing and make it very big to the extent that you don't forgive somebody what has he done there he's planted weeds And what happens when the weed germinates and grows? It destroys. Amen? It destroys the entire beauty even of your garden within you. Amen? So now, when you check across the word of God, and you check your life, you check your thought pattern. Amen? So things that you have to check for. You have to check your mind. In short, check your thoughts. Are your thoughts aligned to scripture? That's the only way you can tell whether you have weeds or seeds. Number two, are your feelings according to scripture? That's the only way you can tell whether you have weeds or because it says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, joy. Are you getting that? Eh? Those are feelings. Those are emotions. Check if they are in accordance with the word of God because certain times I just feel like smoking. Is that the right feeling? What does smoking do to you? So you check your feelings. So after checking your thoughts, check your what? Feelings. Because those are weeds that the enemy can plant in you. The enemy can plant fear. The enemy can plant different thoughts in you and make you feel a certain type of way. Amen? Partially what we're learning here is warfare. So if you're going to take it properly, you learn. But if you're going to, your mind is in Luansha and yet you're physically present here, so be here as you are learning. Amen. So and then number three, you check your habits. Because your habits determine whether or not you have seeds or wheat. If you're down, it's a reflection of whether what is within you is the word of God or the words of the enemy. So these three things do you check? Uh, you, you check it with the word of God. So check what are your thoughts? What are your dominant thoughts? This is how you check your garden. What do you feel? Is what you're feeling in accordance with the word of God? Because that's the only seed that you need to have to bring forth fruit. And then number three, your habits. What are you doing consistently? Amen. I don't know how I'm supposed to give this example, but it's a very bad example. It's not something I wish to give. So there was I've been doing business for a long time, eh? So there was this time I think uh, just like this same sweet. I bought a bunch of them and I used to move with them in the car. Now there was this certain type that was very nice because I have a sweet tooth. So then what I used to do is I used to go I eat. I go, I eat, I go to the room, I go back to the car, I eat, I go back. So then, one day as I was going to the car, I even opened. And I hear the same way God speaks to me. And he says, so you see how the how sometimes you can blame the enemy for something that you are actually doing? Because it's you who's destroying your own business by eating. Have <laughs> you seen that, eh? For me, I was just doing it. It was just the habit I was used. Have you seen that, eh? But what was it doing? It was destroying my And the word of God said, eh? Are you seeing what you're doing here? Destroying your own? <laughs> so are you seeing how certain habits can be weeds that are within us, that are destroying our own lives? Are you seeing that? Eh? So always check these three things. What are your dominant thoughts? What are your feelings? Are your feelings and your thoughts aligned with the word of God? And what are your habits? Do your habits reflect the, the pattern of Christ? Do they reflect Christ-like attributes? Amen. Those are the... That's how you check your garden. So tell your neighbor, check your garden. Have you checked your garden? What have you seen in your garden? Ask your neighbor, what have you seen in your garden this far before we even go far? Ask your neighbor, what have you seen in your garden? Let them answer that question. Do you still have the seeds that you had when, you, when we started the teaching? Or you just have a few of them? <laughs> hmm? So now, I bet by now you've been able to identify that there are some weeds. Three of us? mm mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> sometimes you know you can't even see the weeds properly. so. now, if you have a bunch of weeds in your garden, take them out. How do you take out weeds? Hmm? So when we get to prayer, that's when you learn how to sequila. So you take out the weeds, number one, by meditating upon the word of God. Remember, these things affect your what? Your mind. And your mind is run by words. So the words can either be weeds or seeds that bring forth fruit. So you change you what is in your mind Medi- by meditating upon the word of Joshua 1, 8. I didn't write that scripture, but I hope it's the one. Somebody go to Joshua 1, 8. I hope it's the one. Joshua 1, verse 8. You are there? You can read for me. Uh, Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. And thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. Have you seen that? eh? Meditating makes you have good success and prosperity. Go to Psalms 1. That one is the one that illustrates properly what the word of God is. Because you, as an individual, you are like a tree. So, what you bring forth is weeds or seeds. Psalms 1, verse 2 to 3. So, what is in your garden? Yes, Psalms 1, verse Two two three. Yeah, you can read. Psalms one, verse two to three. Uh-huh. That his delight is the law of the Lord, and in his law that he may take day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that brings forth his fruit in knowledge. Therefore. I have I uttered that I understood not things too, things too wonderful for me, which I knew? not. Somebody else read from another version. So you see, meditation upon the word makes you become like a what? A tree that brings forth what? Fruit. When the word of God is planted within you, you bring forth what? Teachings I think about them day and night. Mm-hmm. So they grow strong like a tree planted by a stream, a tree that produces fruit when it shoots and has like leaves that never fall. Mm-hmm. Everything <coughs> they do is successful. Amen. So you, you have to intentionally plant the word of God within you by meditating upon it day and event. How many of you read the Bible today in the morning? One. How many of you read your Bible yesterday? How many of you read your Bible three days ago? One week ago? Even the way you are raising your hands makes me question. Rise! Amen. You can you put down your hands? So you cannot even know whether what you have been doing is correct or wrong if all you have seen is <coughs> wrong. So the only way to distinguish wrong from right is by getting to the word of God. And that's also the only way of getting rid of the weeds. Because remember, the word of God are seeds that you need to produce what? Food. Let's go back to the story of Mary. Remember the story last week when I, when I gave an example, eh? I said, it wasn't really the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary, Mary sorry, that made her conceive, right? What did we say? It was her belief. It was when she entered the word of God and she believed. Because remember we said, who believes? You. No one can force you to believe but who? Yourself. Have you seen that, So that's why you meditate upon the word of God so that you yourself should convince yourself that the word of God is true. So that you should convince yourself that the word will bring forth fruit. That's why even when she went to Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, blessed are you for you, what? Believe. Are you saying that? So meditation helps you to cultivate the word of God and actually implant it within yourself. So if you do not consciously plant seeds, what do you have? Weeds. The world as it is, is already full of negativity. So if you are not consciously planting the word of God to plant positivity within you, what will you have? Negativity. Because the Bible there is, it's saying in Joshua 1, it says you shall prosper and be a what? Success. And then Psalms 1, it says you shall be what? A success. So whether or not you become successful or not is dependent (laughs) on the seeds that you have, or the weeds that are within. you. So certain times you cannot bring forth fruit in your academics, in your businesses, in your career, or in whatever endeavors, because all you have within you are what? Yes. So they are choking what is supposed to bring forth fruit in you. So you cultivate, you meditate, until that word of God becomes something that you believe, and it brings forth what? There's no way in the Bible from back to back. That can bring concrete. When we're looking at the manifest power of God, you see how it ended every used. Amen. And how even the Old Testament scriptures still reflect Jesus. I'll give you a few examples, amen. So number two you take out weeds by prayer. You take out weeds by what? But again, you cannot pray if you don't have the word in you. So the, rec- the prerequisite of prayer is what? The word. Remember, I even gave you, a, I, have I ever taught this here? Okay, maybe I've never taught this here. Those who speak in the Holy Ghost, what do you speak? Yes, yes. That you cannot understand, right? Yes. But you know that those mysteries are actually the word of God. The mysteries that you utter back to God is the word of God that is within you. That's why if some of you take time to meditate upon the word of God for a week, you find that your tongues keep changing. Because it's the same language, but the only difference is it's spirit communicating. You're not understanding. Are we clear? So even for you to pray, you need the word of God. Whether you pray in tongues, you don't pray in tongues, the word of God is still needed. Because for those who don't pray in tongues, what do you tell God? Because his word has He exalted above what? Everything else. Trust me, let me even show you. It is only going to be easier for you to pray when you find what the word of God says about a particular situation. Moreover, when you find what God says about a particular situation... There are certain times you won't even need to pray certain prayer points. Because certain scriptures are for you to do. Certain scriptures are for you to pray. Are you getting it? Eh? Amen. So you pray. So the scriptures for prayer Jeremiah 1 verse 10. 1 verse 10. Jeremiah 1 verse 10. So as one is going to Jeremiah 1 verse 10, I want somebody else to go to Matthew 15 verse 13. Matthew 15 verse 13. So where are you going? Okay. Where are you going? So you can go to Matthew. Matthew fifteen. Matthew 15. Verse thirteen. <laughs> you can read Jeremiah one day. Jeremiah understand. Mm-hmm. See, I have this day said over the nations. Over the kingdoms mm-hmm. to root out and to pull down mm-hmm. and to destroy mm-hmm. and to throw down, to build and to plant. Amen. So that shows the authority that you have, Amen. To root out, to plant. So who plants? Who plants? It's you. Within you, the garden within you, it's you who plants. Amen. Because don't forget, Mary had to what? Believe. So it was hard to get that which God had said, conceive it within her, and then allow it to bring forth. Matthew 15, verse 13. Matthew 15, verse 13. Jesus answered, Every my father heaven, will be pulled out by a root. So root out will be put out by what? So certain habits first, you have to deal with each, and each. for them to finally be out. Otherwise, certain times you can say, out, out, out. After you guys prayed, I went back and I masturbated or I did this? Not that we didn't do deliverance, no. We removed the spirits, but the mindset that is still in you is a root that the enemy uses. That's why some of you keep replaying cycles because you still have a root within you. That the enemy has planted. The spirit left a long time, but the mindset is still... I once posted, I, I wrote this to say, what you have not made of yourself as an individual, the world cannot make of you. As a man thinketh, so is... So even certain situations that you keep on seeing around you your cycles is because of what? The weeds that are within you. Because they are still rooted within you, so they... <coughs> They choke everything. They destroy what? Everything that's supposed to bring forth. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. So everything that your heavenly father has not planted shall be what? Rooted down. You don't root out demons. You cast out demons. What you root out is weeds. So what weed has the enemy left? What weed has the enemy planted? Amen. Let's read one other scripture before we go to the last part of this teaching. Second Corinthians 10, verse 1, to wherever we end. Second <laughs> Corinthians 10, verse 1, to wherever we end. I have one particular scripture. <laughs> there? Okay, you can read for us. This is 10, this one. I, Paul, am begging you with the gentleness and the kindness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Some say that I am bold when I'm writing you from the distance, but not when I'm there with you. Two, they think our motives for what we do are like those of the world. I want to be very bold against those people when I come. I hope I will not need to use that same boldness with you. 3. We live in this world, but we do not fight our battles in the same way the world does. Sorry, just in there. We live in this world, but we do not what? (coughs) This is where the warfare lesson comes. Mm -hmm. Go down. 4. The weapons we use are not human ones. Our weapons are power from God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. We destroy people's arguments. He uh-huh. can destroy what? Strong places and people's what? Arguments. Go down first. I'll explain those. And we tear down every proud idea that raises itself against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. Proud what? Ideas. Are you noticing? Where do arguments happen before you argue with somebody? Thank you. Proud what? Ideas. Where are the ideas from? We also capture every thought and make it make it give up and obey Christ. Every what? Oh. And make it what? Obey, obey Christ. Christ. Uh-huh. We are ready to punish anyone there who does not obey, but first we want you to be fully obedient. Amen. Just end there. Because that's another teaching. Amen. Other versions, they say thoughts, they say imagination, and they say strongholds. <laughs> are you getting it? And they say our weapons of warfare are not carnal, they are mighty to the pulling down of every stronghold, every imagination, and every thought that is against the obedience in Christ. Are you getting it? Eh? Mm-hmm. Still the same scripture, but a different version. So you find imaginations, thoughts, and strongholds happen where? Certain thoughts, certain imaginations that you have, are they yours? When they worship, then Satan just starts reminding you. Ah, it's a What do you call it? Perfect cigarette. Escape. We're now that we're in worship session, you know, you can just go masturbate. No one is seeing you. <laughs> You'll think as though well you're just playing worship music. And then we have to subscribe, but hey, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and what? Let me tell you one can the devil create? What does he do? Please, please. The devil cannot create possibilities. Yes. But you as a human being have the power to. Yes. So what does the devil do? Is He implants his thoughts. He implants his plans. In whose minds? For instance, just betray him, you know? Who's planting that sword? If you read properly, the Bible says, and the devil entered Judas. That should be the account of Mark. Because how did Judas know where the meeting was, where they were meeting to say, let's go destroy Jesus? (laughs) Thoughts, imaginations. (coughs) How can the strongholds be? I just want you to know something. Thoughts and what? Imagination. So the enemy sometimes can make you watch wrong stuff. And then all of a sudden you 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 even plant that you even accept those things as your reality and what happens? You begin to do them. I get it. So be careful what you watch and what you hear. never be careful what you watch and what you hear. Be careful. Not everything you do watch. Not everything you do. <laughs> Are you seeing that? Eh? Mm-hmm. Be cautious. I'm going to change my name. I'm going to I'm going to Watch. watch. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So that's what happens. If he can plant thoughts and imaginations towards you, then well and good. He's one. Usually I give this typical example, especially when I'm teaching some of my children. I tell them to say, what the devil can do? You know that your mom loves you and from the blues your mom just comes to say certain words. Mm. And those words just decide to hate you bad. then you just become bitter against your mom. At that moment, do you think it's your mom who loves you who said those words? Ah! <laughs> 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 there are others who have been questioning, what's wrong? What's <laughs> So now this is why you need to learn to say, ask yourself, what spirit was behind the person who was talking? What spirit was behind the person who came and charged towards me to want to fight him? What spirit was behind that person? You remember after mentorship, we went outside, eh? Then somebody came. Leave my... Those guys were there. It was very funny.
1: Leave my territory.
0: Have you seen that, eh? So was it him at that moment? No. That moment I was lacking, and these guys, and I don't don't know what I don't know whether they didn't know what to do, but you see, it was a spirit within the person. That's why for me, I was starting to talk to the person, not to the so in that moment. Because even Jesus Christ, let me give you another example that I like giving. Let me ask you a question. So, was Jesus Christ okay or not okay when he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing? Yet they were shouting, crucified. He was okay? Eh? Yes. And yet he was shouting, Father, forgive them for they do not know. Yet they are the ones who are saying, yes. <laughs> you showing love. Yes. No, it was also because the spirits that were in the people. Is yes. it no, it may not always be a good it's, it's just like the, like mm. the a <laughs> <laughs> yes, Yeah, that's <laughs> why I say it's check. Yeah, Remember. do in Imaginations and thoughts. (laughs) It may not be that the demon is in vain. The demon has suggested to them what they can say or do. Because that's what the enemy works with. The power of suggestion. Are you getting that? So it may not necessarily that the spirit needs to be there. Inside the person. No. (laughs) Are you getting it? It's a power of what? Suggestion. Cause he uses telepathy, and those thoughts just feel as though they are your own thoughts. Just start taking warfare a little bit serious. Number one, bored I Also, if I you haven't yet read so much of the Word of God, yeah. Man, carry on, Some of us was even at age. Let me judas this person. Let me. And in that moment, like you know, it was very convincing, eh? It was very convincing in that moment to say, ah, if I judas them, I'll go clean. <laughs> eh? Anyway. Are you getting that? Eh? So you pray. So strongholds now are fortified mindsets. These are thought patterns or arguments that have been with you for a very long time. Some of you, they were planted by the time you were five. Some of you, they were planted at seven. You have that stronghold, that thought that keeps on coming. You have that thought that keeps on making you move in cycles. It's called a stronghold. It's fortified. Within your mind. But there it says, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Amen? They are mighty through who? God. Mighty through God. So your weapons can only be as strong as you use them with God. Amen? And God, first of all, there's a dimension of God that is where? In the Word of God. The Word of God is a double edged sword. <coughs> piercing in asunder, soul, and spirit. And then, now, also, when you look at the weapons of warfare, it talks about the Word of God as being the sword of the spirit. Now you get it, eh? So in as much as you may take out the weeds and you do not plant seeds, what will happen? So when you take out the weeds after today, and also as you are continually learning the word of God, you, you have to consciously and by yourself willingly plant what? <coughs> so now you plant seeds by one, reading your word. Still goes back to the word of God. Amen? By two, listening to sermons. Or Watching sermons, it's no, no, it's number two. It's three. Number one is what it's number two. Yeah, number one is reading the words. Oh, no, prayer was how to cast out the storm. <laughs> Yes. Plant. So now, how to take out weeds is that one. Now, how you plant, plant. is now one reading the way. Oh. So how you, how you take out weeds now is prayer. That's how we ended. And then now I said we are starting with how to plant, plant seeds. seeds. Number, one was what? Number one was reading the way. Sure mm. yes. <laughs> so you plant by reading the way. So reading the way is for boys. Yes. Even prayers for both, but. <laughs> sermons. Don't just watch shows, watch sermons. But again, don't just watch everybody. <laughs> no, like I'm being serious. Eh? We live in a very spiritual world and everybody carries an environment. There was once this time I heard a sermon, not, not online, from a person. I walked out of that place with lust, and I went to ask God, say, "Okay, good. <laughs> no, don't don't because me, me always ask, say, "Okay, listen, don't forgive." <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had to say, it's the spirit that he has, because remember, Paul said, "I do not only, pre- I, I speak spirit and life." So in as much as I'm speaking to you two things are happening. I'm speaking both the word of God, but I'm also imparting spirit, a spirit dimension from me. So it's not everybody that you listen to. So certain people can be preaching the message, but what spirit are they? So that's why I'm careful with who I listen. I don't listen to everybody. No matter how people may say, ah, oh, I take my time. Number three Praise and worship Now again It's not every worship and praise That one you should listen to That two you should see Where on va? Not every, what? (laughs) Praise and worship song that you should listen to and... The Bible says when you do everything, do it unto the glory of... So now every time you listen to a song, ask yourself, how does it glorify? And to ask yourself, what message is behind the song? Because you see, when God created worship through Lucifer, it was a means of Lucifer worshiping you. Are you that? When God created Lucifer, he was the only worshipper in heaven. He was supposed to worship who? Every song is worshiping something or are you saying that So certain songs, no matter how good the person may be, whether ghost or How does it glorify so who? So consciously. I won't mention some <laughs> A lot of. Yes, question. Oh, this is mentorship. Feel free to ask questions. Eh? <laughs> huh? Now remember, I said one should be to the glory of God. Two, check the what message. Because for me, certain songs when I'm listening to them, I'm trying to see how does it match what. Hmm? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> execution is uh, uh, accurate have a question. Since you are talking about stories, now let's give an example uh, of a particular yeah, making a nudge. very So, can you call but it's it's good. Good. <laughs> it's good It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> 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 <coughs> and you find even uh, you're like, you're looking, you're looking. You're a question or an answer? Sort of question, he has an answer. <laughs> Where they come from? So like when they when they are the it's another way of getting blind, putting black they are trying to more people to work. Question? I look at all the questions. Yes, now, like, okay, there's this song that we, I think we all know, Yeah, and then Justin Bieber and some um. people, they also sang the other vision. And okay, like. It sounded nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you look at somebody like Justin Bieber, he's stuck in a paradox. He's trying to convert, and yet a part of him also still wants to. Mm-hmm. Yes, mommy. So, it, it's more like a process of them trying to, like, you know, change, to convert, to convert from worldly stuff to spiritual stuff, eh? I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but like, there are some that are struggling, and then they're trying to convert. So, like, is it, are we supposed to judge them because ah. of that? So, now, my my, my thing was not, do. Not, have I said judge? No. So now, what I mean, I'm trying think, to bring, what I'm trying to bring out is, as you are listening to music, it should have two things: one to be done to the, two they should be what. So, how does it glorify God, and what is there? I've gone deep because if I go deep again, it will raise a lot of arguments from everywhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know if if we looked at it this way, or basically. <laughs> and then, how fair would it be if I would judge Nusabida, or maybe look at what Nusabida brings and say, ah, Nusabida is Abida here, and what she's bringing in there. She's not just get what she's bringing, and then you know the fact that she's not bringing it, because the motive in her bringing it is what she brings. That's, that's so, okay. Because, okay. you know, I feel, I feel, you know, God speaks to different mediums, even from a drunk person, prostitutes I mean, if the if message is yours, it's just yours. So it doesn't matter why it's Okay, let's do this. We we'll one day look at the power of media. Then we understand the medium and how it is important for you, whether or not you should consider the medium or the message. How's that? Yes. But now let me let me ask. Close this session so that we should not divert from the norm of our are learning. Everyone this like crazy. So now listen. I haven't yet spoken about the what? The vessel. Mm-hmm. Remember, I said you do everything today. The? And then number two, the what? The message. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why I haven't touched there. Mm-hmm. So for now, the reason why we've done that is because eh, there's a lot of questions and arguments and people trying to get client. Right. Are you getting that, eh? Thank you. So let's continue with the message. We're trying to learn about Jesus. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you consciously plant seeds in your life, right, in your mind. So now you find that, for instance, if you, 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 you have to avoid a lot of complaining and murmuring, do a lot of praising. Lord, I praise you. I thank you for what you have already done. Just praise God. That's a cure of murmuring and what? Because God doesn't love murmuring and complaining. The people who murmured and complained, he killed them. Yes. The only thing is, you want us to preach a good side of God, there's also a dark side of God. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a dark side of God. God also gets angry, but it's just that he's long suffering. Are you getting it? eh? So, avoid murmuring and What? Because I know usually the way we have been created, even in the world system, is for us to mama and complain nearly about what? Everything. How have you been built to what? <laughs> That's how we have been built in life to complain and mama. But <laughs> I'm end up with <laughs> no, ah ah, And God be there for me, been watching and saying, Yay, Mama, yay! Amen. So reading the words, we've said it. And then number four, cultivating the right environment. Amen. Cultivating the right what? Then number five, prayer. Prayer is still the same scripture. I know we'll get to there, but I'll say, write down number five in advance. It's called prayer. But number four is what? Cultivating the what? All of us carry an environment. Sometimes even when people are distressed, just step there. You feel the environment. Hmm? I'll give you an example. Man, me, my life has been full of adventure and drama and a lot of battles. So, <coughs> there was one time I went to Zambia. I think I don't know I've ever told you. I went to Zambia. I was sent to buy things. Because eh? by then I used to love a lot of isolation, prayer and fasting. So, I, like I love the presence of God. Not that I don't now, but in Ariquate school, by then it was COVID closure. So it would be prayer, fasting, the week, like not even worrying about school and everything else. And Then I went to Zambia. And as I was in Zambia buying my beer, I was stuck in a queue. Then a lady walked in. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what I was feeling within me, but I started feeling last to last. <laughs> It's like the edge was stronger the closer she got. (laughs) Relax, it wasn't the woman I was like, it was the farm she carried. So then when I was done buying Zambi, when I was done buying what I was buying in Zambi, I went to the car. And as usual, the first question I ask, Lord, what am I feeling? So then God said, you see that woman there? That one is hosting demons. I said, she has an entire environment with him. <laughs> so after I drove a little bit further, I became okay. I went and I went to spend time in my devotion. Amen. These are real life things. This is real. What is you have not experienced them yet quite alright. <laughs> but maybe Cookaven, insta- but at least you should have known what to do. Should have known me certain things are not of you. So how do you cultivate the right environment? Wait when oh, you have such a feeling. Is it okay if you run? Yeah, run. <laughs> Verified. run. <laughs> Be a Joseph in that circumstance. Boats. <laughs> you will run whether you like it or not, whether you know or not. Because no one wants a dog to bite them. Okay? So cultivating the right? So now, how do you cultivate the right environment? One, check your company. Because certain people reinforce the wrong thought patterns that you have. Certain people reinforce the thought patterns that you what? You have. Certain people reinforce the imaginations that you have. Certain people reinforce the strongholds that are within you. Are you getting that? Amen? Amen. Certain people just help destroy you. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? So check the company that you keep, are they helping grow you? That's why when you look at Mary, the moment she believed and conceived, the angel gave her an address to go to. And that was Elizabeth. That's why they said, you have seen, Elizabeth, your cousin has also conceived, and it is what? She's very old. She's not supposed to have conceived at this time. So if a miracle can happen for her, the same miracle can happen for so that she could reinforce the childbearing <coughs> that she had to undergo. Are you seeing that? Eh? So check your association. Other people just carrying different things. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Real life story. I used to spend time with a very, very good friend of mine. And I can say I loved that person. Amen. And that was like two years back. Two years. So we used to hang out. We were in the world, we used to be together. Like everything was so fun and it was so nice. Sad part of the story is some of us changed. But then they did not, and we kept the company with the old click. Unfortunately, they started reinforcing some of the old things that we were doing. So we kept there. And every time they call me, I am what? I'm I'm not i Clap, clap. <laughs> so write environmental. So check your environment. Is it an Elizabeth that they oh, it's the lion? I was <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a good king, but Jezebel, what happened? okay so that's one take your (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so number two As you are going to check your association. Oh, sorry. Be in, a, be in a place of worship and praise. Yeah. Worship and praise. There's a scripture which says, God inhabits the praises of his people. I forgot my remember this, but that's what has come in my mind. And moreover, what worship and praise does, it helps cultivate the environment of God. It helps the glory of God to come in a place. It helps with that atmosphere of God. How many of you, usually when when you're praying, do you always feel the atmosphere? Not always. But when you're worshiping and praising, how do you feel? Yeah. Because even when you look at it, when in the heaven. It's just praise and worship. That's what happens, and that's what attracts the presence of God to continually come. And that's why the elders shout, Holy, Holy, Holy. So that's how you cultivate your own environment. <coughs> you also cultivate your own environment by praying. Brackets, pray the Holy Ghost. Amen. So praying in the Holy Ghost. That's how you cultivate an environment for yourself. Basically, these are the things. But besides praying the Holy Ghost, just be open with God. In your prayer, be open and honest about everything. <laughs> God, I'm feeling this kind of... When I'm of this time, I'm new. <laughs> I once short this. This was inspired by the Holy Spirit. He said, um, if you don't show God your wounds, He can't heal you. How many of you know that? If you've never showed God your wounds, then the healing power cannot come at you. Because by then you're lying. You're telling God you're fine. I'm okay. Everything is okay. And God yet expects you to be as real. Real about everything. The real. real. You will cry. If the tears are there, you cry. Don't waste water. It wants to come out. Okay. <laughs> be real with God. God loves real people. And just the same way as all of us, we still love real things. How many of you like fake things? Fake things. Raise your hands. Could it be so if you as a human being cannot love fake, fake things, you expect God to love fake things? So he doesn't expect you to be fake. He expects you to be real. Real about how you're feeling. Real about your situation. Real about a happening. Amen. So the more you keep on showing him your brokenness, the more he knows where to touch and what to be. For certain times when you're too broken, you can't even stand. And God yet says, you will come he will come to be your comforter. He will come to be the person who helps you stand in your broken state. Yeah. Men of God goes through this. Come here. Cry to your closet. Come But at least you are real. Because I had testimonies of men of God were seen, they went on the puppet and God gave them grace. It was as though they were healed on the stage. I think the moment you're about to leave the stage. <laughs> <laughs> the back to yeah. Amen? But what yeah. I'm saying is, God's grace works best when you. Paul huh? was saying, take the thorn away from me. And God said, it is when you are weak that my strength is made, what? Manic. Amen? But when you're strong in yourself, I can't figure this out. I'm this, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> tell me about what? Everything. In your prayer. Because a contract and a broken heart, that's good. What? Because yeah. it takes brokenness for you to be open. And you <laughs> Because sometimes our equals keep us away from what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amen. amen so <laughs> so just not this eh? <laughs> so if you do not cultivate and guard your garden and seeds then sooner or later you have what? weeds are you seeing the importance of the word? amen so the importance of your word should be your, your light, it should be your guide, it should be what shows you what to do and what not to do. It should be what shows you the patterns that you're supposed to break, the patterns that are supposed to stay. Because even cases, you know how they work? They just reinforce certain foot patterns in your life. And right? do the foot patterns. And then now the same cycle, who went through, you also go through, another one goes through, because those are just weeds. when that germinate and become weeds in your life. That's okay. <laughs> So we can avoid a lot of damage by cultivating our and by continuously checking our because certain times you may plant the seeds, but does it mean the wheat won't grow? They will. Because when you plant maize, there are certain times when to my weeds fall, start growing, right? And that's why you upset me, right? So continually remove the weeds, continually plant the man.